everyone, and welcome to the Malthouse Games Podcast. My name is Delton, I'll be your host this evening, and with me today is my yellow player in a yellow hat, my wife, Haley. A yellow beanie. I got a yellow beanie today, and a green hoodie, so reppin' John Deere. That's disgusting, because I hate, <laughs> I hate John Deere. I'll take you for a ride on my great green tractor. Oh my god, this is what I've been putting up with this entire weekend so far. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> you married this. <laughs> Welcome to the Malthouse Games Podcast. This is a podcast all about tabletop games, board games, RPGs, and any other kind of games that you can put on a tabletop and play with friends, family, or by yourself if you would like. That's what we do. This is episode number 30, which means this is one year since we started this podcast. This is the Last episode of the first year. Can you believe that we've been doing this for a year already? I can't. We released four episodes January 1st of 2018, and this is the last episode of 2018. Being recorded the day before it's due like any good college student should. (laughs) The holidays have had us so busy that it has literally been until right now, the day before this comes out. So this is, what, the 29th? We have 15 hours to get this done. We will record tonight, I will edit in the morning and get it all uploaded and ready, and hopefully have no hiccups between now and then, (laughs) because that can always be an issue. So, since it's the holiday season, and it's our one-year anniversary, we are cracking open a very special drink today, which is a blueberry mead that I made along with some other fellow people and a, a old professor of mine from my college, UCO. It is two and a half going on three years old now, and the longer you age me, the better. This is older than Lakin. This is older than our niece. Dang. Right? It's about 14 to 14 and a half percent alcohol content. This was made when Obama was still president. Oh, don't bring the mood down. No, there's still a lot of hope left in this bottle. There was so much joy and optimism made in this brew. (laughs) Right? This is blueberry flavored, like I said. It is very sweet, a dessert mead. So this is something you would have after a good dinner. Which we just had a good dinner of mac and cheese. Therefore, we have deserved this dessert mead. We have. Oh my God, I can smell it. Oh, oh, this is going to be so glorious. Oh, Lord, baby Jesus. All right, let's, uh, we have actual wine glasses today. Because we are classy folk. Because we try to be classy folk. Oh, it has a gorgeous color. It's so clear. I might have to take a photo just for the social medias. Oh, my God, that looks so beautiful. Y'all, I married up. I think. I literally said that in my marriage vows, that one of the reasons why I married Delton... Is because the alcohol? Is because he makes such damn good beer and wine. All right, let's let it breathe for a minute, because I've learned that with the mead, you have Mm. to let it breathe to truly get all the goodness it has to offer. It smells delicious. All right, let's give this a drink and see after almost three years how it is. That's so damn good. It's like grape juice. Marry me. It's got a, a, I know it's blueberry, but it tastes very grapey to me. It's got very little tart to it, mostly the sweet of the blueberry. You can taste a little alcohol on it, but it's a lot of sugar. This is the best wine I've ever had in my life, and I'm Catholic, so I've been drinking since I was eight. It's pretty dang good. I'm very happy with it. 
after almost three years. And the sad thing is, this is the last bottle of blueberry. Oh, my God. We have no plain. We only have one bottle of strawberry and one bottle of mulberry left. Can you imagine what that mulberry is going to taste like? It's going to be paradise in a bottle. Heaven in a bottle. That's what it is. I oh, love so you. Good. I love you so much. I love you. I will drink to that. Let's. All right. One more drink and then we can move on to things. Nope. One more drink again. The more I drink it, the more acidity is coming out to where each drink hits sweet, but then it starts to dry at the back end. It's really, the age has really brought the sweetness down and some of the acidity up and the alcoholic content, like the taste of the alcohol, that ethanol burn a little bit up. It's really good. I want to have this taste so much again. I would probably lick the ceiling of our guest bathroom, lick that wine stain off the ceiling. That was the strawberry. It's not as good as this one. Did we tell that story before? We have. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So aside from cracking this amazing three-year-old mead, one thing you might be able to tell is that things sound a little bit different. Better. Hopefully, hopefully, geez, hopefully they sound better right now. That is because we have upgraded our audio equipment thanks to my wife, and both sets of parents, as well as our awesome Patreon backers, which thank you to Alan and Allison, the two that are at the level that get a shout out on the podcast every episode. If you want to be like them, patreon.com slash malthousegames or podpledge.com slash malthousegames. I was able to get, as gifts, the Audio-Technica headset that I've been wanting for editing, I also got the headset for Haley that's a lower-end Audio-Technica for monitoring during the podcast. I like to hear myself talk. She always likes to hear herself talk. We also got the Behringer Microamp. It's a headphone splitter where each headphone set can control its volume independently of the rest. I also then was able to get some Audio-Technica ATM-510 microphones, and then I was able to get a Allen & Heath ZI-10 audio interface slash mixer, which runs microphones into it. I can adjust, manage, pump up the little bass a little bit because I have to cut out the shrill of Haley's voice and the uh, uh, little bit less shrill of uh, mine. Uh, 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 excuse me. <laughs> I ain't that shrill. If you want me to be shrill, I will be shrill. Please don't be shrill. Not for the folks at home. I almost went there. You almost did. Please don't. That'd be bad. And I don't want to edit that out. Don't forget, I mean, you, you think, you know, the Christmas for allowing you to get some of these things. You yep. thanked our Patreon backers. Yep. You thanked your wife. Yep. Huh. Don't forget to thank January and February. Why? Because you used all your fun budget money for those two months already. No, I use all my fun budget for January. February, I've just dug into quite a bit. But it's okay. <laughs> We've gotten all this done to where we basically have separate microphones now. So instead of editing both of our voices on a single track and trying to make it sound the best it can, I can now officially edit our voices on separate tracks, making them sound the best they can separately, merge them together, and go from there. So that's something with this holiday season that I am very, very excited about. And given it's money, I spent basically all my gift money, but, you know, it's exciting, and I am so happy. And hopefully you guys at home hear a difference and can tell that it's better, and hopefully it is better and not, in fact, worse than us crowding around the Yeti. He did it for listeners like you. I did it for listeners like you and the fact that I can't stop spending money on stuff <laughs> for the I'll, podcast. I will drink to that. Also, we paid off the computer loan. So the computer I built in end of July is officially paid off 
which means my editing machine's done and it's everything's everything's good. Everything's good. Including this wine. God, that means really good. I say we get into the game. Which was also a Christmas present from your favorite wife. Yes, it was. Oh, here's the door. It's straight ahead. It's it's a game. So for today's game, it's something I've been wanting and wanting and wanting ever since Gen Con 50 in 2017. And whenever he says wanting and wanting and wanting, he means talking about it and talking about it and talking about it and watching videos about it and practicing his technique on a cell phone app talking about it and practicing about it and wanting it and talking and loving it. And it's basically like we've had it this whole time because I felt like I've already had a crokinole board in my back room by how much Dalton has discussed it. I got a crokinole board. <laughs> so Haley got me a crokinole board based on my recommendation, which is me just saying, hey, buy this. This is what I want. Uh, it's the Mayday Games board. So some people online are kind of not like, they tell you not to get one, but it's the intro board. And even Mayday says this is the intro level board because they're still expensive, but they had a really good Black Friday deal. I felt it was extremely worth it and told Haley, this is all I want for Christmas. I'm done. This is it. And it, guys, gals, children, it is a blast. <laughs> it is so much fun. We have had the best time and introduced every friend that comes into our house to this game. And everybody has just had a great time playing it. So happy. For example, Allison, who we play a lot of games with. Yes. She loved it. Yes. My brother-in-law and sister. Yes. Riley and Michael, who we played some games with. Yes. Who came in from Elk City. They loved it. Everyone has loved it so far. Our friend Danielle, who does not even play games with us. She loved it. We probably played it with Danielle for a solid hour and a half. Maybe so. We've played it a lot, basically. Like, this game has taken our games played for 2018 and shot it up. And here's the craziest part. I've only won once against Delton. Egad. Egad. And that was with my sister as a partner. Haley always wins new games and wins majority of all the games we play. So for me to win Crokinole without much of a challenge, I'm kidding. She's done really well. But for me to win every game or every at least tournament we play has been really nice. And the tournament's like uh, first to 11, win, winner of each game wins two points, they tie, you get one. It works. Which that takes like 11, 12 minutes to play a whole tournament. For us, yeah. We're fast at it. But it's been so much fun. So for those of you who don't know, Crokinole is a game, I guess it started in the late 1800s, I think in Canada, which is weird. I don't know why that's weird. I just don't imagine the Canadians like, hey, we're going to make this board and we're going to play. It's cold outside. What else are you going to do? That's true. It's a wooden board. It's circular. It's pretty good sized. I don't know how big that is diameter wise. It's similar to shuffleboard. You put a little piece on the edge and you flick it, try to make it into the center. If no pieces of your opponents are on the board, you try to make it to the very, very center to get 20 points. If your opponent has pieces, you have to hit theirs. That's essentially the rules. There's a few other small things like if you hit another piece or things like that. But that's it. It's a flicking game. It's a dexterity game. If you've ever seen Pitch Car, it's kind of like Pitch Car, except you're not racing. You're just trying to get more points. But I like it because me, I have absolutely no skill in dexterity games. We've talked about that before. I just suck at it. But every once in a while, I get a really lucky shot that like knocks four or five of Delton's pieces off the board because I'm a warlock. And it feels really great in that moment. It's so exciting. It's so exciting. All the other times whenever I accidentally whack my disc into a peg instead of the hole or Delton's disc, I mean, yeah, it sucks, but we get to laugh at how bad my shot was. And we all have terrible shots. Even Delton, who's the best player, 
He has terrible shots too. And we all can laugh about it and joke about it. But then we have some really excellent ones. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I just whiff it, just out of nowhere, completely whiff it and miss the entire, just everything. And it's great. It's really great. It's just such a fun game. It's so simple. It's so easy. Anybody can play it. You're just flicking a disc. You can teach somebody the game in like three minutes. It takes no time. Like seriously, I have had so much fun playing Crokinole and that's all I want to do now. Now I just, just, we don't even need this episode to come out. I just want to go play Crokinole. So that's the Malt House Games podcast. Follow us on <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you for tuning into episode 30. <laughs> we'll see you in eight weeks when I'm done with my Crokinole board when it's worn out. Let's at least finish the podcast uh, so we can finish our wine. That's true. We have to finish the wine. Then we play Crokinole. Seriously. It's so simple. It's so fun. It's a dexterity game, but it's competitive. You can play one, two, three, or four people. Sorry, one. I guess that's just practice. Two, three, or four. Three people would be one against two, and then four would be teams. Uh, still really fun. I think two players the best. Playing four player and having two teams is still a great time. So if you can afford to buy a Crokinole board, do it. If you can't, try to find a place to try it out. It's super, super fun. Or get your app. Yeah, you can go to, I want to say it's like 3dcrokinole.com or something. You can find it and you can play it online. Now, given it's not going to be the same, but you can at least see how the game would play and how it feels. I got a bit addicted to playing it that way, but once we got the real game, man, it's just fun. It's expensive, which sucks, and it might be something that if you think you're interested in, try saving up for it for six months until you decide you want to get it or however long it would take you. If it looks interesting, totally, totally go for it because I think it's a blast. It is a blast. And like I said, our friends who we play a lot of games with, all the way to our friend who we've never played a game with before, every one of them loved it. And we played it for at least at least 45 minutes each time. I feel like we're not even talking about the game because we already have. We're just like ranting and raving about how much we enjoyed it. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. I mean, this has been a great end to the year. Hey, what can I get you? I'd like a topic. Any special way? Make it a top shelf topic. Coming up. Enjoy. So for the topic of this 30th episode, the last episode of 2018, I thought it would be a great time to do a recap of the entire year and talk about some of the things we've done, the things we've accomplished, and the fun we've had and people we've met. Because this podcast has not only been something that I wanted to do for my own enjoyment, but I was hoping it would also bring others enjoyment. Little did I know I would make awesome friends get to go awesome places and do awesome things. So I'm really thankful for what has come from starting this podcast and meeting people and talking to people. And I just feel like this is a place or the, I guess, the episode to discuss those things a little bit. To start us off, I just want to bring up our follower count and things like that because I always find those to be interesting. We started this year with no followers. None. As of this recording, we have 444 followers on Twitter. Oh my gosh, I didn't find that so good. So I wanted to break 500 by the end of the year, but I've been, this past December, I've been vacant from Twitter, basically. It's been so busy with so much going on with family and friends and event after event after event that I've really not kept up with posting and We got growing. two days left in the year. We've got two days left in the year. We can start anew. On Facebook, it's a little different because the algorithm's so weird. If people don't share it or a lot of people don't like a post, no one sees it. So I share to the same people who follow us, and that's really all that see it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, Facebook's so much different. But Facebook, we have 84 people who like our page and 85 people who follow it. I think that's me. I don't know how that works, but it's okay. So that's not a whole lot. And then we kicked up the Instagram this year 
which actually grew faster than I thought it would. We're at 112 followers. That's great. So it's Which we gr- only started that a few months ago. Yes, we started it way late into the year. Um, and that's when I started using the IFTTT, the IFT, to post on Instagram, which then will shoot it to Facebook and shoot it to Twitter. And ever since I started it, that's actually helped out because we get a lot of likes on Instagram in terms of the photos themselves. Just not a a lot of follows. It's because it's the internet and we have a lot of cat pictures in our board game pictures. We have a lot of cats in our board game pictures. So those are some awesome like follower gainings. And I follow a lot of people. I think on Twitter I follow 600 some. So significantly more than what follow us. In terms of podcast listens, as of this recording, now there are some false listens in here. I know I've tweeted about that where numbers came up and I thought they looked wrong. And sure enough, it was some kind of weird spam thing. Uh, including those, I don't know what it would be. I'd have to go in and subtract them. But as of right now, we're at 2,481 listens. Wow. To our 29 active episodes. Wow. That's 1,400 just since August, honey bun. That's been really good. However, I think about 400 of those are false, but still that's, that's okay. about 2,000 listens. Hey, that's really great, honey bun. I'm so proud of you. That's also not including our YouTube listens, which are pretty small, but probably about 100 worth on YouTube alone. And iTunes, right? iTunes is included. Okay. iTunes is included. In terms of our YouTube channel, we have a couple of videos that actually hit a high viewer count, which makes me very happy because we put a lot of effort into them, even if it may not seem like it at times, (laughs) because sometimes they're a little cheesy, but that's what we like. We enjoy cheesy. Our love letter review got 119, so that's a decent amount of views. That's wonderful. Our That's Not Lemonade review was on the Kickstarter page. It got 920 views, which is awesome. That's been growing real slowly ever since. Your Psychology of Board Games Rage Quitting has a uh, 1.2 thousand. Wow, I didn't realize it was that much. So 1,200-some views. Yeah, that one's awesome. Uh, our Sagrada 5 and 6 player has 722. Wow. That one took off a lot, which is amazing. And then Holding On the Troubled Life of Billy Kerr has 209. So we've that's got some really good great. views on our videos. Like that's more than I expected them to get. Over 3,000 views, right? Altogether? Maybe. I think so. Yeah. 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 Which is, that's only a handful. We still have some others. They're just not as high. Like our unboxing videos don't really get many. And I haven't done them because we haven't really bought a lot of new games to unbox. Or any that I have purchased are ones that I don't think anybody would care to watch unbox kind of thing. What if we just put a cat in a box and people would want to watch that unboxing video? You know that that would work. You've seen Maru. Maru. <laughs> but those are the numbers for the podcast this year, which has grown significantly. Uh, it's taken a lot of effort, a lot of work, a lot of posting. However, it's worth it. It's rewarding. And it feels like people are enjoying our content, which is awesome because we do put a lot of effort into this as much as it may not seem so at times with me being really goofy and Haley being shrill. I will fight you. But seriously, I'm very proud of you, Delt. You put a lot of effort into this. Thanks. I know. Like when we bought your little Yeti microphone two years ago, it was for your 26th birthday. It was we a year it and a half you. ago. Okay, year and a half ago, whatever. And Delton said, I have, I want to do a podcast. Now we had both graduated from college about six weeks earlier. And he's like, I want to start a podcast. He's like, I need a Yeti microphone. I was like, okay. And I didn't think it would grow so much this quickly. I mean, from... A year ago, you just started with no listeners, just start up your Facebook page. And I know that 2,000 listens might not be significant for a podcast that's been going on for like five or six years, but this is brand new. And think of all the people you've met and all the things you've accomplished and all the connections you've made and all the things you've 
been able to share and learn about. It's great. It's very true. It's 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 grown a lot. I mean, we've been to Gen Con now as a podcast. We've been to I went to BGG Con. We've got to meet Alan and Sean from Tuesday Night Games. Gates has become a good friend who works for Floodgate. We love you, Gates. Uh, we've got to talk to Michael Fox a lot from Hub Games. He's been really awesome to talk to and be able to see the conventions. We've got to meet several people. Quan Chai Moria, we got to meet, which, you know, notoriously one of the best illustrators in the industry right now. I guess you could say arguably. Right. I- Isaac Vega from Plaid Hat Games, we got to meet and talk to him. Mr. Paul Dean. Mr. Paul Dean from Shut Up and Sit Down. I mean, we've met and talked to a lot of people that had we not gotten into this and decided to go to conventions and decided to reach out and do some of this stuff, we would have never gotten to meet. So that's been awesome because doing the podcast has really shoved me into the open of, I really want to keep going with this. I want to join this industry no matter how I have to do it. And that's what's been really awesome. And we've just got to meet people and do things. And the podcast has grown. And I mean, now we have this awesome recording equipment that I'm going to point out we can in the future take and do live recordings with. This is the software that allows us to do that now and do live shows or take it on the road and record in the hotel room. There may be, you know, a small thing we have to take a laptop with us, or if I get an H6, we can use that instead. But it's one of those things where now we can do that. We have the capability to do that. We can have guests on, things like that. So it's been growing and we're able to get more done now that it's grown as much as it has, which is really cool. Also, we met Ben Canellis, and he's really cool. Hi, Ben. Hi, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's, what's, let's move on past the mushy, mushy stuff. What is possibly your top, like, three favorite games of this year? Now, that's not games released this year. New to you. What are the top three games you've played this year? Whether we own them or not, what are those for 2018? Mine... I have three top games for me. Holding on, Troubled Life of Billy Kerr. That cranks out at the top because that's been such a great experience to play through. We still have a lot of ways to go because we keep failing, but that's been absolutely fantastic. Honestly, Crokinole has been so much damn fun to play that I think I'm going to have to throw that at the top of my game. You know, and number three, it didn't come to mind until just now as I was trying to think of a solid third one. But we've played it, and we've played it, and we've played it, and every time we play it, I'm not upset. I don't like teaching it to people. I always find teaching it is difficult. However, I honestly think Welcome To squeaks in there as a third because every time we play it, it's fun. I have a good time. I try something different. The goals change. I don't know. I've just really enjoyed that game. So those might be my top three. I think those are my top three games I've played this year. Mine's kind of similar. Because my most favorite is definitely Holding On. That is my top game of all time right now. And it probably will be for a while because it's a lot of fun. I mean, Twilight Struggle held that place for, what, five years? And for Mm -hmm. Holding On to come over and knock that down, that's saying a lot. I love that game. My second one is probably Fog of Love. So Delton got me that for Christmas, and we've only played it once, but I loved it so much. It reminds me a lot of my marriage and family therapy class, like, for all you psych nerds out there, like family systems, because what one person does kind of affects your the other person because you have a relationship with that person. And I love how that game plays out because it, it really does a good job of reflecting what a relationship looks like. That makes sense. What about your third? My third is Muse. 
I know that's a light and fun game, but it's one game that my mom and my dad just absolutely fell in love with. Now, we've talked about in the past, like my dad's side of the family doesn't play games because of a crazy Pollyanna incident back in the 70s. But he loved Muse. And what was it, back around Easter time, we went home and we got out a pack of beer and we just sat around the table for probably two or three hours and just played Muse over and over and over again. To see my parents have so much enjoyment in the game and to have that much fun with them and create that memory. I mean, Muse will hold a special place in my life because of that. It brought us together. No, that makes sense. And it has. It's been one that your parents always request and always want to play or to have us bring so they can play. And so, yeah, I, I think I like the games I picked this year. I feel like have a lot of emotions tied to them. Billy Kerr can make you very happy and destroy you emotionally in one game. And then Fog of Love, you know, it has, like I said, it mirrors a lot of what a relationship can entail. And then Muse, it really invoked emotions in me because I was able to share that experience with my family. That makes perfect sense. I think that's a solid three. That's a solid three. So those are, there's six games, which we have overlap of a game. Five games in. Five games that we've really enjoyed this year. And even though some of those are new to us uh, just through this holiday season, they've been good enough to just grab a hold of us and kind of take over, which is a good sign. I'm sure we'll talk about Fog of Love in a future episode once we play a little further into it and play a few more scenarios. Yes. But it's really good. Something else I want to do is what are a few personal achievements or personal new things we've done in 2018 that we haven't done ever before? So for me, I went to my first ever pro wrestling show in person, which was a blast. Me and Brian went and had, I think we were second row from the front and the people that were going to be against the entrance rail didn't show. So we scooted in. So we had great seats. So that was amazing. It was the Ring of Honor show. I can't think of what the tour was, but it was the Oklahoma City uh, show in September, maybe. Maybe it was earlier than that. I don't remember when it was. So we did that. Uh, I got to travel to a lot of new states, got to see Tennessee, uh, Memphis and Nashville, drive through Arkansas again, but actually see like Little Rock. We went through Kentucky and all that kind of stuff. So got to see some new states, which was a lot of fun. Aside from that, I can't think of too much because all of my personal efforts go into the podcast. It goes into our videos. It goes into our unboxings. It goes into building the computer, putting together this equipment, recording, editing. So that's where most of my efforts go. So I didn't do a whole lot personally. Haley, on the other hand, had a pretty good year. That was a really good year. I mean, you passed the NCE. I did, and I got my handgun license with Allison. You got your handgun license with Allison. Those are two, but I read, I think I'm two books away from reading 30 books, too. That's a huge achievement, because I can't read. I need to finish up. I'm currently reading Charlie Wilson's War, and I have put it down, picked it up, put it down, picked it up probably five different times, just because there is a lot to that book to process. And so I need to finish up that one. I need to try and fit in one more in the next two days, and I've hit my 30 books. It's not bad at all. Yeah, so I think it's been a pretty good year. I have read, like, two books this year, two of them on Greyhounds. Which is more, which is twice as much as you've read in the last five years. That's very true. I've read nothing in the past five years. School burnt me out on reading. I read so much for school that I just did not ever, ever feel like reading for fun. But lately, I've been reading a little bit. It's been mostly on greyhounds because we would like to adopt a racing greyhound. And I'm doing all the research that I can and the planning and the doing my due diligence to make sure that's something we can handle and want to do. So that's been my reading, which is kind of bland, but it's fine. Speaking of greyhound next year, should we explore our question of the episode? Maybe so. I think we have one more achievement of 2018. 
was that? We adopted another cat. <gasps> we did. She's so good. As you know, we have my dog Hershey, and we have Steve, and we have Penny, our two cats. We now also have Caroline. That is the name she came with, and we have kept it because it fits. I was scrolling through Facebook, and I always send Delton pictures of cats that I find on Facebook. Um, our friend Brian, who's been on the show, his wife, uh, Jessica, sits on the board of directors for a really great rescue here in Edmond called All Paws. And so I follow their Facebook page because she's awesome, and they are awesome, and they have awesome animals. And I always send Delton screenshots. But I came across this post of a cat named Caroline, and her story broke my heart into a million little pieces, and I just knew I had to have this baby. And so I spent the next two days trying to get all my friends to convince Delton to get this cat. And it really wasn't really working until the night we went to Top Golf whenever I was sick last during last podcast episode. We went to Top Golf that night. And I'm trying to convince Delton to get this cat. And what comes on the radio, Delton? Sweet Caroline. So that was fate intervening right there that we needed Miss Caroline in our lives. Haley had that gut feeling that some people have with pets where you see them and you just know this animal needs to be part of our family. This is the one. Because I've always been open to a third cat, but never really embraced that idea because it's a lot. Well, we finally took the plunge. Caroline, tomorrow will be two weeks. This always sounds sad that she lives in the guest room. There is a method of introduction for cats where they live in separate spaces. You let them explore each other's spaces at times. You feed them on opposite sides of a door and get closer and closer to the door. We're at the stage now where we have introduced visually them to each other. So they eat about two feet apart right now where they can see each other through a baby gate. And we're getting it until they can sit next to each other and eat with no hissing, no growling, no shenanigans. And then we're very, very close, like a day or two after that away, hopefully, to introducing them and letting them live in the house together. Letting them cuddle together. Can you imagine the cuddle puddle of three kitty cats? It's a long process. It's Haley so good. really hates it. I just want them all together right meow. I just don't want to risk a cat losing an eye because they do all have their claws. I know. So we're taking those precautions. But yes, we adopted a third cat. Her name is Caroline. We call her Sweet Caroline. I call her Stinky here and there. That's my name. Yours is Stink. Oh, okay. But yes. I know. Endearing. I call that the animal stinky a lot too. But we have Caroline, so that is what we have done this year. But now on to your supposed segue about, speaking of 2019. Let's act like Paul Blart Mall Cop and get on this segue to the question of the episode. And now, join us for a Malt House Games podcast special bite-sized question. So the question for this very reflective episode is what are our plans for Malthouse Games and the Malthouse Games podcast for 2019? As of right now, things are going to remain basically the same. We're going to have an episode every two weeks like normal, except obviously this new audio equipment, which if you hear an issue with the sound or if you notice something that seems off, please email us, contact at malthousegames.com and let me know because this whole mixing board and XLR microphones and everything is a completely new thing to me. But we're going to stick to our two-week schedule. We are hoping to do more videos next year. We didn't do a whole lot this year because videos are very time-consuming. It takes both of us having the time to sit down and do them. It usually takes not only the time that we've played the game, 
but then about two hours to get the script down to where we want it to be, probably three to four hours worth of filming, and then it takes me another four to five hours of editing. So one video is taking me 10 hours or so, and it takes a lot of time, and so we want to do more of them. It's just if we have the time, and I think this year we potentially will. We're going to see, but that is a plan. We also are hoping to have more guests on this year, or 2019, next year. (laughs) Hehe, next year. So we want to have Brian back. We want to have Allison back for sure, very soon, hopefully. And we want to try to have some other guests on, potentially through Skype or something, because now we have the setup this can work. Gates, I'm looking at you. We're hoping to have our friend Gates, maybe. We're going to poke and prod her to see, and some other people we have in mind. But those are some of the things that we're looking forward to doing in 2019. Haley, is there anything you can think of that we're trying to creep toward? 500 plays. So our 10 by 10 in 2018 failed. (laughs) I tried to get Delton the play, Ticket to Ride, and Twilight Struggle at least 35 times each over the last year. But what happened? I get mad. My baby. Why? They're mean. Why? Ticket to Ride always feels mean when someone takes the one track (laughs) you need. Or when you do what Haley did the other day, which is take all four routes out of a single city, and then I have nowhere to go. I needed it for my train. So it, it makes me very mad. And then Twilight Struggle, I know that part of the strategy is having your opponent's cards in hand or having this and that. I can never get to the mid-war. By the early war, it's done. I lose. And it's just frustrating to the point that I don't want to try anymore. It's basically what it comes down to. I get very... I become very disheartened very easily in games. If I'm losing and losing and losing and I keep trying and trying and trying and I read strategies and I read things and I try to memorize cards in Twilight Struggle to have an advantage and I still keep losing, I'm not going to keep trying. And it's my own personal fault. As By that, I mean is it is a fault that I have in my wiring in my brain, but I can't stand it. Don't feel too bad for him because he currently has 30 games of Crokinole over my head right now. That's true. That's true, but that's physical. Like, you knew you were bad at dexterity games. I'm at least okay at board games, at best, but I need I need a mug that says world's most okay board gamer. You are the, my world's most okayest board gamer. Thank you. You're the most okay wife. <laughs> oh, burn. I'm just kidding. I love you. Love you. Um, <laughs> Sometimes you make wine. So our 10 by 10 failed. Like, we had 20 plays out of the 100 we needed. Just garbage. Haley wants to do 500 plays throughout the year. How many plays do we have this year, Delton? Like 320. This is doable. It's we not. We can do this. It is not 500 doable. plays? Yes, it is. All I right. believe in us. So that is probably what's going to happen is we're going to try to do 500 plays. I doubt we're going to get there, but it's okay. You shut your mouth. I, I'm going to have to now. Good. Aside from that, I think 2019 for the podcast is going to be basically the same with hopefully a little extra things here and there. Now, in terms of conventions, I went to BGGCon this year, and we went to Gen Con and then Token Con in Oklahoma. We'll definitely do Token Con again, if they do it again. I want to go to BGGCon. So we'll probably be going to BGG in Dallas, because that's easy to get to, it's close to us, things like that. In terms of Gen Con, we're not 100% sure if we're going to be going this year, because we are thinking about trying out either Origins or Shucks in Vancouver, Canada. We are potentially leaning the shucks route for the sheer fact that we have friends that live in Portland and we can make a road trip of the Northwest, which is our favorite region in the States. We can go to the Vancouver convention, go down into Seattle. I've never been. I'd love to see Seattle and then take 
just taking a train and then take the train down to Portland to see our friends and make a road trip out of it and then fly home or, you know, take a train ride home. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But we want to make a trip out of it and being able to see some really good friends of ours as well as go to what seems to be an amazing convention. Everyone who goes absolutely loves it. I just think it would be awesome. And that's something we're looking at. We're not 100% set on not going to Gen Con or to going to Shucks or any of that. Basically, the only one we're set on is Token Con. The rest of them are tentative at the moment. It's still a mystery. But we will definitely announce those things. So it's going to be a little different this year because Gen Con may not be there. We'll see what happens and definitely let everybody know before then. I think that's all we have planned for 2019. Not a whole lot of big things. It's going to be a good year. I think so. I'm going to try to keep growing Malthouse Games, keep growing the podcast, hopefully improve the podcast to be better and better and better because it just takes time going over and over again, you know, doing this every two weeks and just working on it. But thank you guys for being listeners and thank you all for supporting us over the last year. We wouldn't be able to do all of this without the support of you all and the friends that we've made in the process. So thank you all and let's drink to them. Seriously, thank everybody who listens or has even listened to just one episode. It all helps and makes this a rewarding process for me. And I know Haley appreciates it. And it really means the world to us that someone listens or likes a post or anything. Like it means a lot to put this much effort and time and money into something and people enjoy it. Because in the end, that's what we want is people to enjoy this hobby. If we can help them in that, or if we can show someone the joy that this hobby can bring, hopefully that's working, and that's what this is all about, is the joy of board games. And the fact that I'm not the only person who likes to hear myself talk. Oh, I don't like to hear it. I'm just used to it now. <laughs> like, everybody's like, don't I sound weird? And I hear my voice, and I go, oh, yeah, I don't have the bass bumped on that one. Like, I can tell that my editing process of upping the bass in my voice a little bit so it sounds a little deeper and fuller, because I have a very high-pitched voice. For a person my size. I have a very high pitched voice for a person my size. I told you the shrill. You sound like a I cartoon have a very character. High voice for a person my size. Okay, don't kill their eardrums. Stop it. If you want to stab her like I do, <laughs> mail us a knife at <laughs> 111 East South Street. I'm just kidding. Just making stuff up at this point. I know. I don't know if that's East South. Is there a South Street? I'm going to wind up dead and then the cops want to listen to this episode <laughs> and be like, Delson Brack. It was the husband. Like, sir, she drowned. It was the husband with the knife. (laughs) (laughs) It was Professor Plum in the library with the candlestick. Lame. Lame. Thank you for tuning in to the Malthouse Games Podcast. Giant episode 30, end of the year. Happy New Year. Happy holiday. Welcome 2019 episode. Extravaganza. Extravaganza. That's the full title. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in again and again and listening to our episodes. Please. Reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Malthouse Games. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Stitcher Radio, on Spotify, on iTunes. If you go to any of those, make sure to rate us, like us, and subscribe to us. It all helps us grow our podcast and our own brand and get closer to doing more of the fun things we could do later on, I guess, is the way to put that. I don't know. It works out. Whatever. If you want to find us personally, I am at Delton Brack. That is at D-E-L-T-O-N-B-R-A-C-K. Haley is at... Gorley Geek. S-Q-U-I-R-R-E-L-L-Y-G-E-E-K. If you have a question you want us to answer on the podcast, a game to talk about, or a topic that would interest you to hear more, email us at contact 
at malthousegames.com. Don't forget, Malthouse is M-A-L-T-H-A-U-S. I never say that, and somebody's probably like, I can't find it. That's what I imagine. Somebody's just really frustrated. And they're speaking out, I can't find it. I can't find it. So distressed. You're in my room, Mom. That's what that made me think of. Yes. Okay. We will see you guys in two weeks, which will be, what is that, the 30th? What's two weeks after the 30th? After Hershey's tooth surgery. Yep. Hershey will have his tooth removed and his teeth cleaned that week. So we will see you guys on January 13th. See you next year. I hate that so much. Please have a great new year. Have a fun party. Be safe. Be responsible. And have a good time and enjoy the end of this holiday season because we're going to be back in full regular motion lives come January. Thank goodness. And we don't have to put up with family as much after that. (laughs) I really hate how busy we've been, okay? Don't give me that look. (laughs) I'm getting stared at across the room. That's everything. I'm going to let you guys go. Until next time, sit back, relax, grab a drink, and play some games. See you soon. We'll see you all later. Bye.